The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial once upon a time internet radio show exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, October 17th, 2016, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Arruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hits ABC series as casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my co-hosts. First up, Priscilla Rocha. Hey, guys. Next up, Katie. Hey, guys. It's going to be interesting talking about the episode with y'all and last but not least Brittany garcia i'm always last but i'm okay with this i still love you jeff no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) hey guys i'm ready to talk about this episode and i know i was a downer last week but i promise you i'm not today i almost changed your intro name to debbie downer (gasps) but i would have nicknamed you double d I don't know if that makes it any better. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. (laughs) Who knows? All right. Let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 4, which was titled Strange Case and aired October 16th, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. The evil queen and Hyde continue on their quest to steal Dr. Jekyll's serum. Snow looks forward to her first day back as a schoolteacher. And while Emma looks forward to Hook moving in with her, Hook finds himself trying to protect Belle from Mr. Gold, who has made sure she can't leave the confines of the pirate ship. Meanwhile, back in the past... Rumpelstiltskin helps Dr. Jekyll complete his serum to separate a man's personality into two, good and evil. But his help comes with a hefty price. Burm, 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 burm. And doesn't it always? You know what I'm saying? Magic comes with a price. Every time. I know, right? <laughs> All right. That let's was g- very good. Oh, thank you. Was it Emmy worthy? Are we going to win a podcast Emmy? What are they called? The Pemmies? I don't know. The Pemmies. Yes, we're nominated for a Pemmy, listeners. I don't know. All right, let's get into the initial reaction to this episode. And since she complained about going last, I'll let her go first. Uh, Double Ds? I don't know how to take that. I think of, like, Ed and Eddie, (laughs) and then, like, bra sizes, and then I don't know where else this goes. But anyway, um... I 
thoroughly enjoyed this episode with like one my well not minor major letdown but aside from that i think this was a really good episode i i found i found myself really intrigued throughout the entirety of it and i did not look at my phone once so that's when i know and that's when you guys know that i really enjoyed the episode Hmm. Interesting. So you really liked it, but a major letdown. So that was interesting. I, I look yeah. forward to hearing all about it in, in a little bit. Uh, Katie, what about you? What did you think of the episode? Were you let down by anything, or were you uh, hyped up by this episode? Uh, I. <laughs> I'm going to say something I don't say very often. Oh my so gosh, I... everyone sit down. <laughs> Hold on to your seats, especially you, Priscilla. Oh gosh. Uh, I, I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't super intrigued by this episode. I don't know why. Listeners, in this is now our fourth <laughs> season of doing this, and I can certainly tell you this. With a thousand percent certainty, this is the first time Katie has never said, "I really like this episode." <laughs> Katie, have you been split in two? Is this I the dark I side have. of Katie? This is the dark side of me. the Fifty Shades of Hay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I felt like. I actually, okay, so I try to live tweet when I'm watching the episodes, and most of the time I don't. Tweet and Katie very fell often. asleep this time. Yeah, no. <laughs> but most of the time, I don't look at my phone super often to tweet because I'm so, like, enraptured in the episode. But this time, I was looking at my phone a lot. I don't I don't know what it was, but... And I mean, you I You turned into it. Brittany. Brittany, did. what did you do to her? I did. You broke her. Uh-oh. She's Ooh. rubbing off on me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... I mean, when I rewatched it, it's a little bit better than the first time I watched it. I was a little bit more intrigued. Um, and I mean, I like some of the things that happened, but it just, I don't know what it was, but it just didn't click very well with me personally. Well, damn. All right. Priscilla, <laughs> we've had like a mixed bag now. Brittany, for the most part, liked it. She had a little bit of a, 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 a let down with the episode. Katie does not seem to care for it although upon second viewing she seems to slightly care what about you Priscilla what did you think every time every time Brittany really likes an episode I really dislike it like it's, <laughs> and, and this is this is no change like the the feeling I got after the end the episode ended was frustration just that we were going through the same route all the time with writing and nothing's changed and even the things that were supposed to be surprising weren't so this is a very big letdown of an episode oh i didn't dislike the episode but i i mean it's certainly not a favorite I, i thought it was an okay episode it was a decent episode for what it was i liked what we saw but it wasn't there wasn't like the razzle dazzle of like let's say the Cinderella episode or or even the premiere or you know a new chapter into the life of the evil queen or that kind of thing. It was okay. It wasn't spectacular, but I didn't feel like it was horrible, and I was entertained. Like I, I don't think I've ever really seen a show where I'm like looking at the time, so I'm not that type of person. But I, I, I don't know. I I thought it was a fine episode. 
So before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash storybrookweeklymirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. So, as we always do, shout out to the opening title card, which featured Big Ben in the forest. So, as we always do, let's get into the past. And we are in the Victorian England realm. And uh, we see Dr. Jekyll. He's joined by his friend Mary, who we learn her last name is Lydgate, whose father is Dr. Lydgate. Now, for those that did not watch Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Dr. Lydgate was the, um, I don't know what his position was, but let's say he, he's, he's certainly a doctor, maybe one of the directors at the asylum where Alice was uh, held uh, in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. So we... we knew that he was a doctor of some sort. And so Dr. Jekyll has been trying to perfect this serum where it would separate man's personalities, you know, the dark side versus uh, the light, you know, use the force, Luke, and all that kind of stuff. But um, he, he, like, needs, like, certain funding and prestige and whatnot to uh, perfect th this serum. So he would like to become a member of this prestigious uh, science academy that uh, Dr. Lydgate is a part of and all that kind of thing. But uh, Dr. Lydgate is basically like, you know, I don't think that the society is going to be interested in you. So uh, he gets rejected from that. So later on... Rumpelstiltskin appears because he's obviously attracted by this experiment and he helps Jekyll perfect the serum and he even gives Jekyll the idea to be uh, the guinea pig, the, the test subject of this serum. And so Jekyll ends up drinking it and he transforms into what would end up being Mr. Hyde, or the person that would end up being called Mr. Hyde for the very first time. And so Rumple convinces Hyde to go to this party that this academy is throwing and, and to basically implore Lydgate to allow Jekyll to be a part of it. So at the party... Uh, oh, and also Rumple is the person that comes up with the, nato, the name of um, Hyde for this uh, side of Jekyll. He's basically like, you know, this is the part of you that you wanted to hide. Might as well call yourself Mr. Hyde. And so at the party, uh, Hyde confronts 
Dr. Lydgate and basically threatens to expose the truth about his affair with his uh, young lab assistant if he doesn't grant Jekyll membership into the academy. And in the morning, Jekyll wakes up. He remembers nothing, but he finds himself to be an academy member by now and he's in possession of the academy pin later on uh, rumple continues to influence jekyll to become hyde again this time to win over mary because uh, jekyll reveals that he has strong feelings for her but he admits that he, he's never been he, he's never he's been like too shy and timid to um to say things to her so that's why rumple's like you should send hyde in your place and so later on that night in the park hyde appears and has a chat with mary basically telling her that jekyll is interested in you but she reveals that she is not interested in him in the same way she wants a man who wants to embrace passion and, and he wants to get rid of it and she immediately is like you know i knew about you you know when i saw you and everyone the way that they looked at you and you don't care what people think and i like that make out with me right now and so they end up kissing and that f the following morning jekyll wakes up in bed with mary mary's freaked out of course like how'd you get in my bed and she's she's comes to uh, the realization that jekyll had taken the formula and then he confesses his love for her and she's like i'm not interested in you i like basically i like hide and all this kind of stuff you know he's got the passion you don't bing bam bomb and so this frustrates jekyll and and he's enraged now that hyde is with her and that she wants hyde and all this kind of stuff and mary's upset that jekyll tricked her she tries to run away uh jekyll gets angry and he grabs her and throws her out the window to her death realizing what he's done jekyll drinks the last of the serum and escapes his hyde and now everyone thinks that hyde killed Mary Lydgate and so once he heads back to uh, his um, laboratory Rumpelstiltskin is there and Rumpel's basically like you failed you know everyone knows now that you're a murderer and you failed like you, you you're weak and you have all this weakness and I wanted you to perfect this thing and he was ready to uh, kill Hyde but he decides not to because he's like, you know, you made all these decisions and, and you're obviously going to have a whole bunch more trouble that's worse than death. So I'm going to leave you alive. And we end up finding out in the present uh, because at some point uh, Rumpel ends up telling the story to someone else that he ended up whisking Hyde slash Jekyll away to the land of untold stories. So let's talk about the flashback. Obviously, it was very the story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, a la Once Upon a Time. What did we think of this? Did we like it? Did we like that this took place in Victorian England, the same realm where Alice and Dr. Lydgate are from in uh, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? What did we think? I loved the return of Dr. Lydgate. Like, I wondered what the fuck happened to everything wonderland so this kind of gives like a hint as to the fact that like yes it did exist that victorian era like and it does still tie into the once um universe just in like kind of odd ways so i liked him coming back like exactly like Brittany said last episode the costuming for like the victorian era thing is so pretty like you can't take your eyes off it like i loved 
the ballroom scene and the scene where they're talking about the serum at the very beginning. One minor nitpick, though, and it's because I love the characters. Why the hell does Hyde get to sleep with someone on his, like, second or third episode and we still haven't gotten fucking Hook and Emma together? God. Well, that's because Hyde is loose and Emma is a lady. I, I think the other girl is loose. She, like, as soon as she, like, kind of sidled up to him and she's like, I want a man. No, she got. She was very hot to trot. Yeah, I was like, "Lady, you just met him for an hour at the ball, like, and he was making fun of your father. Like, what? What's up with that? Okay, like, I, I didn't feel bad for her dying, and I didn't feel bad for Doctor Jekyll. Like, I just kind of felt like that whole story is a is." A bunch of messed up people. The one I felt bad for was Hyde. Because, I don't know, he was doing what his other side was telling him to do. The right way he fell in love and he was blamed for it. And he got choked out by a gremlin, so... That sucks. But I liked that that, that <laughs> portion of, of, like, once. I liked the flashback. Yeah, I liked that. I liked that we got to see Doctor Lydgate again, like you said. Uh, it, it ties in the Wonderland aspect of the story a lot, especially now that Jafar's back. Um, so we get little tastes of the entire series through the characters that they're bringing back, um, even if it doesn't directly relate to the series as much as I want it to. Um, it is really interesting, and I like how we see that Doctor Lydgate did have a daughter, and well, actually, he has two daughters. Is that Basically, what they're saying. Two daughters. They're... Wasn't he saying that like? Um... No, the lab assistant was his lover, who was the yeah, same age as his lab. daughter. Yes, oh, there was oh, no I incest see. on Once Upon a Time, Katie. No, no, no this isn't Game of Thrones. That, like, I wasn't saying that. That I was oh, saying okay. that he had like hired his daughter as his lab assistant. Nope, he hired no. some oh. hot to trot. Yes, okay. uh, a woman who is his well, daughter's age, who he was banging, and uh, well, Hyde threatened works. to expose his uh, bangation. <laughs> well, that makes it worse, but I mean, it kind of speaks to like. He always has this, like, I don't I never liked him in Wonderland, and I definitely don't like his him even more now. Yeah, he's smarmy. Uh, yeah, but I like I like how they kind of developed his character a little bit in that way, but also by giving him a daughter as well. Um, so it was very interesting to have him back, and I felt like it fit very well with the story, which was cool. Um, and it was interesting, kind of the backstory that we were getting for why Rumpel was helping Jekyll and Hyde. So that was interesting. I thought it was cool. I just, for some reason, couldn't, like... I wasn't super intrigued, but I mean, they did have some good once twists to it, which is always great. Brittany, you have been conspicuously silent, especially after complaining about Nog Burst. What did you think of the flashback? I liked it a lot, actually. Um, I know the story, like the real story or whatever, if you want to get technical, I think we all know the gist of what it is, but I really like the little twist. I mean... 
Uh, I guess you could say it's a little predictable, but if you're not really trying to analyze the episode and you just sit down and enjoy it, it's just, it's a fun ride. And it's a nice little twist that Hyde isn't really the bad guy, but he's still doing bad things. But I think that's where my downfall is, although we'll get into that later of what it is. But as for the flashbacks, I liked them a lot. I will say that I was disappointed with the actress as Mary because I've seen her before and I absolutely do not like her in this What's character happened? in this character and in uh she came out in Vampire Diaries in the seventh season. Oh, oh Lord, okay, she's funny. biased. Uh <laughs> no, but honestly both characters are exactly the same, which is why I don't like her. So I was like, oh, okay. I, I knew I recognized her right away because I had seen the seventh season. I was like, oh, okay, well, let's see what she does here. And uh, I'm the, I, same thing, same exact thing. Um, but either way, their story, her and Hyde, cute and weird. And I know our characters are always going to like be in love within the first day. But um, yes, I think I just enjoyed it being in the in a Victorian era. Like I like those types of movies. I like all of that so falling in love in like a day is kind of like a, a fantasy thing and i'm okay with that and Hyde does things to me so i i was i was married oh i was married i was like damn i'm so aroused right now so um oh my I'm, not, gosh. I'm not i'm not i'm not surprised either She's you would have met him late at night in the park yeah. and on I a foggy night at the park yeah i wouldn't have questioned anything i would have been like all right let's go Let's get, let's get oh it. Let's get it all. But yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, what, what else is there to say? Typical love triangle, but except nobody loved Jekyll, and with good, within good reason. Maybe Lydgate. Too. Ew. No, within good reason though, because uh, they gave they gave that uh that persona to Jekyll that he's like really meek and shy but he's in love with the with this beautiful woman and you think that maybe she's gonna love him too but the twist is like nah she loves your more passionate yeah but this wasn't she's out. all that yeah and then we find out though that Jekyll's actually the one that's not is is the more animalistic side than Hyde Hyde feels like a more proper passionate and Jekyll's more of like you know if I can't get what I want like I'm gonna be a little angry you know, I the well, term is called the term is called fuckboy, but I don't know if we want to say that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it's like the 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 novelization. I guess the short story. I don't. I, don't, I wouldn't know what you call it. the length's pretty small, but the fact of the matter is, like Jekyll is the bad guy. Like they're yeah. both awful creatures, but like one stems from the other. And I I get that. Um, Regina mentions it later that you have the capacity for evil still within you and Jekyll had a huge capacity for being a major asshole like I yep. I, I liked that like yeah. if it's gonna be a twist like it's mm -hmm. somewhat relating to the original material but like in a small slight way like I I liked that and, and I think mm -hmm. and I think they I think they built it up really well like towards uh, how they were giving us the flashbacks, you know, um, consistently throughout the episode. Like, not all in one go. We kept going small pieces, and the build-up was actually really quite good. Because in the end, he ends up, you know, I'm not, I'm going to jump a little ahead, but I'm not going to go into it. That he ends up with Belle, and you actually end up scared for her. I mean, I know, we know nothing's going to happen to a pregnant woman, but you get a little 
you know, and like you get scared, you get a little anxious, and you're kind of like, oh shit, look what happened. And this is the first time that I'm not like, oh my god, our main characters are dumb because I was dumb too, because I didn't see where it was going until that very last flashback of what happened. Mm-hmm. So we were already too late in there. So that's why I think I really enjoyed the episode aside from later what happens. But yeah, the flashbacks were great. Costumes were great. The era, the atmosphere was great. I hate that bald doctor and his really big ears. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want to be like, you know, it serves him right that his daughter died and fell out the window because of the way he was with his patients in the asylum. But um, I mean. Ooh, karma. It's still paying pay for the sins of the father, dude. I mean, I just saying. Just saying. I know that's probably not a theme, but uh, if you watch Wonderland, I think uh, you really don't feel that bad. And like Priscilla was saying, she didn't care about Mary. I didn't either. But um, I guess we need some kind of like sexy time because we're not getting any with Captain Swan. So <laughs> I'm all going to be bitter until we get it, guys. Like, I'm going to be so fucking bitter. Until he gets it. Yeah, there you go. I'm sexually frustrated with Hook. Like,. <laughs> Like, seriously. Yes. Well, there's that. (laughs) I didn't mind the flashback. I liked that we saw this realm again, and I liked the connection to Wonderland. To be honest, I mean, I wish that this had been black and white steampunk Transylvania land. But it was the Victorian England realm that connected this show with Wonderland a little bit more. So that means that they haven't forgotten about Wonderland. And this is called a teaser, listeners. I know that Katie has some exciting hot seat stuff regarding Wonderland, maybe, in the spoiler section. Stay tuned. Right, Katie? Oh, yes, for sure. Did I tease him good? You teased him very good. Okay, thank you. I know (laughs) uh, Brittany loves a good tease, too. I'm just saying. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Okay. So... Let's get into uh, Storybrook USA in the present day. So let's start off uh, at the at uh, Mr. Gold's pawn shop, and uh, Mr. Gold ends up giving himself a haircut. This is apparently important for us to discuss. It was, it was very but dramatic. It was, it but. Was- it was because of his role, right? In, like, Correct. There's a logistical reason. He's in a movie. He he filmed a movie over the summer called Train Spotting Two, a sequel to Train Spotting, and uh, he had to cut his hair for the role. And so he had, for those that didn't know, he had been wearing a wig uh, for the past few episodes. I know uh, Brittany is our resident wigologist. She loves a good wig, and she loves she she loves a bad wig too. What did you think of Gold's wig the past couple episodes? Did you know it was a wig? I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. It didn't look natural. It didn't look like as flowy as it should. So I I knew. I had a feeling. I knew without spoilers that something was off about the hair. Okay. And I I guess I'm okay with it being gone. Like I'd rather I'd rather not be lied to. Okay. I don't like to be lied to. You know, (laughs) if we, it's not as bad as Ollie's first season (laughs) three. So, oh my gosh. You know what? so as long as it's not a giant pile of straw on someone's head, like yeah, it's a good. mop, 
the mop. They call it the mop on Arrow because the the star from Arrow has to wear a wig too, and they call it the mop. It's it, terrible. It, it's really terrible. So you know, gold, gold wasn't that bad. I'll give them that. There, that was for for how short his hair is. It was actually not that bad. But you can tell. You can tell when something's a little fake. But it, it doesn't yeah. have to. As long as it doesn't steal the scenery, you know. But yeah, uh, that was a. I didn't see that coming. That was um, interesting. I have no. Okay. I have nothing to say about the hair. I'm just, yeah. Well, well, there lot, you go. A lot of people had something to say in the episode. <laughs> yeah, they did. And uh, the first person that sees uh, Gold with his new haircut is the Evil Queen. And the Evil Queen and Hyde arrive at the shop uh, demanding a necklace. So, uh, Gold immediately chokes Hyde, but he comes to the realization that he cannot kill Hyde. Which I thought that was kind of interesting to see, right? Because I know that, that we have seen other people, well, uh, basically Regina and the Evil Queen, you know. Regina trying to kill the Evil Queen, but it was interesting to see like someone else try to kill sort of like the other side of a person. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. like, the, the whole time I was like, why don't you just kill him? This is once, though, so, like, it's not that kind of show. But I like that they went for, they, they went for the gusto. They tried. That was... I know, right? Mm-hmm. That was a long-ass choking scene. Mm-hmm. It and it was... I loved that when he was getting choked, and then, like, I just me started too. laughing. Oh, yeah. Me too. That was funny. <laughs> and so... All right, so... Basically, uh, Hyde ends up uh, taking this necklace, a cameo necklace, and uh, Gold, like, reminds Evil Queen, you know, remember, we made a deal, you know, you can't hurt Belle and the baby and all this kind of stuff, but but the Evil Queen sort of, like, laughs it off. She's like, of course, you know, I can't do anything. But Hyde says, that's not the deal that I made. So the news has spread that Hyde has escaped the hospital, especially because uh, Jekyll found the cameo necklace in his room. And so this disrupts the the uh, normal day that uh, David and Snow were trying to have. And uh, David, Snow, and Emma were having this nice sort of like breakfast time together because Hook is going to be very soon and things are going to be very different. At least that's what uh, David and, and Snow feel like. You know, they won't be able to stop in to make pancakes in the morning and that kind of thing. And so Regina and Jekyll arrive and they show off the necklace and... Uh, they, uh, they, they're like, you know, we need this serum, you know, we need it, you know, now more than ever to defeat the evil queen and hide. So catching up with, uh, Belle, you know, with Hook having to move out of the Jolly Roger, Belle is obviously, you know, taking residence there while she's separated from Mr. Gold. So Hook gives Belle a magical seashell. It's, uh, you know, uh, made with mermaid magic to use as, uh, and, you know, basically a call for help if there's an emergency. She can use the seashell, and uh, Hook has, like, a little shell uh, as a necklace that will alert him, you know, whenever she needs help. I really love how he tries. Like, 
He's like, you know what? Like, open the opening some rum might help. And she's like, I'm pregnant. Oh, oh well. Like he, he's real sheepish about it. But like, if you think about it, like he, the, like go back to Neverland when she's like, is is your solution always rum? And it certainly doesn't help. Like it, it certainly doesn't hurt. So yeah, like I like hints towards like the past, towards what someone is as a character, but like the fact that they've grown over time. So like it's very it, it's sweet. I like her. Gold arrives and basically offers protection to Bell, but Bell refuses, and so Gold. Uh, does something anyway and he places a protection spell on the ship in order to prevent bell from leaving and and, and from uh, i guess evil entering the ship so that hyde can't enter it and uh you know kill bell and that kind of thing regina asked gold for help in completing the serum because hyde uh, n- not hyde sorry Jekyll needs help completing the serum, and Regina says that that Gold can help because Gold had mentioned that he would help with the serum if uh, needed, because he obviously has a uh, stake in Hyde being destroyed. And so once they return, they discover that the Evil Queen and Hyde had already been there and uh, destroyed the lab. Grumpy and Doc were not enough uh, macho force to take on uh, the evil queen and hide. They were left unconscious. And uh, Jekyll is there, you know, obviously in the ruins of the lab, but uh, he did manage to save a teeny tiny little itty bitty bit of the serum. And uh, upon gold, you know, sort of like asking Regina to hand the serum to him so that he can complete it and all this kind of stuff. Regina doesn't, and so he ends up pulling Jekyll's heart out, and so Regina gives him the serum, and uh, he pours it onto his dagger because he said that he had made this deal with the Evil Queen to protect Belle and the baby, and uh, since, uh, you know, this the serum, obviously, Regina wants to use on herself in the Evil Queen, but he's going to use it to take out Hyde. So, Gold leaves and tosses Jekyll's heart back to Regina, and... Uh, Who was surprised? Who was I know, surprised right? that he was <laughs> going to pull off something like this mean and like fucked up. Like it's, he does this all the time. This is one of like my check mark on like the frustration meter. Like, God damn it. Why? Why? Why do you guys keep believing him? You're just going to fuck up. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard to root for Rumple in this episode because I feel like he kept on making like the worst mistakes. At least if he's trying to improve things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think it's that he keeps. And everyone agrees. I think it's that he's looking for short-term solutions to. He's he's looking for shortcuts. He's looking for shortcuts to get to like. The, the ending when it, I mean it's not that easy especially if you after you've done so many horrible things yeah if you if you fucked up the pattern like and we've seen through through the the past like since we've already talked about the the flashback 
he sets a lot of things in motion. He had set a lot of things to get back to Bay and to figure out how to love Belle. And he still keeps trying to like machinate just like small things to make sure that things go his way, that he still gets what he wants. But we've seen with Bay that it didn't work. So why is he still trying to do this with Belle? Like it really is an addiction to power and the lack of seeing things through to the end that makes him a problematic character mm-hmm. to love. Well, he is a difficult man to love. Belle doesn't even <laughs> love him anymore. Like, I'm so, like, crickets there because Belle... His baby love- hates him. Like, your, son, your first son died. Your second son hates you in the dreamscape. Your wife doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. And oh yeah, your grandson doesn't even remember you exist. Like he doesn't. Henry doesn't care. And apparently well, he, you don't either. So to, to be fair, he doesn't care about Henry either. He's always like, as long as Bill and my new baby are okay. But fuck, fucking Henry. I don't care what happens to him. Yes. Like seriously, um, I. I, I, I never want to go on a rum bell rampage, so I won't because there wasn't really anything of that except her telling him off. But honestly, if more than one person is telling you your shit, then I think you really need to change your ways. Like, I'm not going to change my ways. It's like, okay, you can keep some parts of you the same. There's nothing wrong. I like the rumble. I'm sorry. The rumble that is uh, that likes to make deals and, you know, he gets something out of whatever they want to that's fine like kind of helping people but not really because he's getting something back um he can still be an asshole he can be snarky he can be whatever and his feelings for bell can still be there um he could actually feel something for henry some kind of like blood bond thing i don't know just to honor his first son's memory you know you can have all of that and make a really awesome character that's fine but they're making him so detestable the way how he's like well you know you may you're not gonna love me romantically anymore but you're gonna love me out of necessity what the fuck is that that's the second worst <laughs> thing he's ever said to her the first thing was i love power more than you now you're gonna love me because you have to what the I was, fuck? Uh, yeah, that was. That is, I was so mad. Was like, well, let's pause because that's like way. Let's hold off talking about that because I'm sure we can get into an even greater discussion. <laughs> Brittany. Sorry. Uh, sorry, let's go. I, I'm getting ahead of everyone, Brittany. Goddamn. I'm sorry. I thought, uh, okay, I'm sorry. She's like 40 minutes ahead. Good grief. <laughs> sorry. It was so okay. annoying. We're just angry. Okay. I know, I yes. Sure. Okay. So, what happens next is Jekyll ends up appearing, not appearing as any poof there, but he ends up going to the Jolly Roger and he warns everyone that Hyde is on the loose and this and the other and and, and the serum and all this kind of stuff. And so, Hook basically is like, okay, let me go help Emma. I'm sure she's in the forest, like, looking around and I knew she was going to be there, so I'm going to go help her out. Can you stay here, Jekyll? And Jekyll's like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a spot tea with, uh with um bell and all this kind of stuff so in the woods david and emma they end up finding hyde but uh, i mean we all remember he's kind of like super powered and he easily overpowers them and as he runs away he runs into gold who pops out of nowhere and stabs him with the serum covered dagger but once again plot twist that fails as well and Hyde tells Gold that he switched serums with Jekyll earlier you know because he's all brains and he's all passion and all this kind of stuff so he knows what to do 
And so he swipes the Dark One's dagger and uses it to control Gold to take him to Bell. So they poof in front of the Jolly Roger. And Hyde says that there's one more final twist. Uh, he explains that uh, he is not the monster that they all think he is. And uh, he explains that it's going to turn out that Jekyll will be the one that is this ruthless one. And so... Um, Jekyll's behavior starts to worry Belle, and and he, you know, Jekyll had started to explain about Mary and his love and Hyde and all this kind of stuff, and uh, Jekyll starts to creep her out, so she was about to use the seashell to contact Hook, but Jekyll appears behind her, grabs it, and breaks it, and... Uh, she she ends up, you know, fighting him off and stabbing him with a piece of the shell, which I thought was spectacular. And then she runs away. She heads up to the top of the ship. And uh, obviously she can't escape because of the protection spell. So she has to remain there on the ship. And... Uh, gold and hide all they can do is look on and Jekyll's basically like you know I'm going to kill you because the dark one because it was because of the dark one that you know because of hide and everything that happened that Mary died and this that, the other so I'm going to take away the loved one of the dark one and so it seems as if uh, Jekyll is about to cattle prod Bell to death when all of a sudden, Hook arrives just in time to save Belle. He fights off Jekyll. So Jekyll gets kicked onto the harpoon. And while Jekyll is, is starting to die, you know, Hyde is like, you know, this isn't the end of the story. And, like, he's he's ready to control the Dark One. He's like, he picks up the dagger. He's like, Dark One, you know, I want you to do. And then all of a sudden, what's happening to Jekyll ends up happening to Hyde as well. And Hyde, you know, falls down to his knee and uh, dies, much like Jekyll dies. And so... When uh, Regina shows up, and, and Regina thinks that uh, Gold killed Hyde with the serum, but he explains that no, you know, we've learned something here right now, that uh, because Jekyll and Hyde are still the same person, if you kill Jekyll, Hyde dies. So therefore, if you want the evil queen to die, Regina has to die and later on when Emma arrives uh, and they're taking away the bodies uh, Regina asks Emma to do what is necessary to basically honor the similar pact that they had made back in Camelot that when Emma asked Regina you know if I do anything where it seems like I'm gonna hurt my family kill me and so regina basically asks emma to do the same thing and uh and emma agrees and, and regina also said that the other thing that she learned besides her having to die you know will kill the evil queen is the fact that even though jekyll had split his uh, darker side there was still evil in jekyll and uh, that evil could return to her and it could grow and fester and uh, and that kind of thing and could fill her with evil once again 
On the other side of the dock, Belle confronts Gold about everything, about uh, everything that he did to Jekyll and Hyde, and about the deal, and all this kind of stuff. And so, he reveals that back when she was a slave uh, in his castle, that he was worried about his feelings he had for her, and so he basically sought out Jekyll to see if his serum could then rid uh, him of that side of him and obviously the experiment failed and so um, he banished high to the land of untold stories and whatnot and so bell obviously is uh pissed off distrustful of gold she says she wants nothing to do with him that she's heard all these stories before and uh you know basically to leave her alone that she will protect their child and and all this kind of stuff but then gold insists that she will need him you know you know who you got with you know you know that's my child and this is that or the other and you're gonna need all the protection for that child and um bell is basically like all your threats aren't gonna make me love you and then he's like yes but necessity will boom 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 that's fucked up that's that's yeah it's like the most disgusting thing that you could say to someone it's like i'm not you're not gonna love me because you want to love me you're gonna love me because you need me for something it's like it's very it's very abusive it's emotionally abusive it's disgusting Mm -hmm. like i i don't know what the writers are doing with them like i honestly at this point I don't know what their end game is with Bell and Gold. Like you would think that because this is a story of like love and redemption and whatnot, you would think that they would try to like sow the seeds so that someday they can get back together. Like maybe give them like these little tender moments, even though he's like completely fucking things up. You would think that they would give him like little tender moments to show that there's this spark of like wonderfulness that originally started that we saw with like the whole beauty and the beast stuff but they've made this relationship so disgustingly toxic like i don't like looking at them together anymore i feel like he is such a horrible person to her and i just i can't see them together like i don't it would see how they can bring them back together it would be like completely wrong for the story to put them together it just doesn't make any sense especially now because i feel i feel like we've complained about this a lot about like bell not really having a backbone how she like easily sort of like kowtows to like rumple and like it's like oh you know you know he he means well you know i I, you know you know the, the chipped cup and all this kind of stuff but i just can't see how they can like put them together after all this stuff it's like it seems as if every single episode he just does something worse and worse and worse to the to where she can't trust him she can't believe him like i just don't understand what they're doing with them like i can't see them together and I, I just, I don't know what their end is. And it's sad because Belle is a very sympathetic character. And unfortunately, they like put her with this character that just has turned into, I mean, not to sound all cliche, but he's turned into a beast. Like he's just a completely unlovable character that you can't justify his, um, 
his actions anymore like to me they just don't make sense anymore like i don't i feel like we're all on the same train so i i'm kind of like preaching to the choir but what do you all think of this with gold and bell and especially that whole thing of like you know you're gonna come back to me because you you need my protection basically i loved that regina pointed out what every other fan is thinking of when she's like, oh, Belle's always stuck in some prison or another. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. it's true. And it's, it's kind of fucked up that your boyfriend's like, I'm going to keep you here for your own good. It's for your own protection. Like you took away all of her authority. And in the end, that's why she's in trouble. Not because of anything she's done no it's because of your reputation what you've done wrong like your past and that you 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 put her there you stuck her in that position like i I don't know how they would bring him about to change him because like again these are types of behaviors that like need to be changed slowly over time but i don't know whether once has like five more seasons for him to redeem himself like (laughs) like yeah because he he's had so many chances if you think about it with balefire aka neil's you know return you know when they found him and all this kind of stuff like he had a chance then he almost had a chance a little bit with henry because there was a point when in particular in the beginning when um when neil came back and he you know they realized that he's the 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 grandson and all this kind of stuff there was a teeny tiny little point where he did like seem to care about henry and like that went out the wind and and then you know when he reunited with bell and then when he reunited with bell again and then when he reunited with bell for the 25th time like there were all these moments where he could have changed and i just can't see you know all of a sudden oh i got a new baby i gotta change now like i i can't see him just like dropping his hat and being like i have to change now because of my new baby and especially now that he knows that the baby hates him like it's it's like what is going to get him to change i, I think he's going to have to get like a, and like, and like well that either that or he's going to have to get like a terminal disease or something to where you know he's like oh i'm on my last you know six months t- to live you know now i can change but we had that when he like lost his dark one powers and like the flower was like dying and stuff. So like we've already had that as an yeah, that is true. And remember, and he did. He was sort of on his deathbed in the New York hospital too. It's just mm-hmm. okay. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm trying to be like supportive of the character because again, he is a real delight to watch when he's like gold lizard man and when he's like plotting like in the past. But again, like, you hope that these characters learn from their mistakes and change and evolve. And I hate to say this because, like, I sound like a total Hook fan. But you had Mila defenseless and, and Rumpel crushed her heart. And Hook has the chance to do that to Rumpel, like, by letting Belle die in front of him because he can't do anything. And what does he do? He saves his enemy's, like, loved one. Not for the purpose of doing anything for himself, but just because it's the right thing to do. It's little actions like that that should make, like, a better character. And I'm hoping to see that with Rumpel at some point. But for now, with the fact that he's repeating things for what? Like, the 900th time? He's getting Mm -hmm. boring. Like, it's not even, like... 
I actively despise you or anything like that because that would inspire feeling in me. It's it's just frustration with the character. I don't know what the writers are doing besides just saying it's easy for us to write this because it's how he's always been. Like I'm Yeah, I feel like they they wrote themselves into a box when they made him become the dark one again. I think they should have kept him as not being the dark one and they could have worked on some sort of redemption storyline for him sans being the dark one like i just i don't know why they made him the dark one again and like the all-powerful dark one because he's got the power of all the dark ones and all this kind of stuff that just they they wrote themselves into a box i mean seriously like i don't know how they're going to get out of it they're inside of pandora's box right now and and there's no way out there's no exit no exit sign we got to see uber dark one dagger which is like black metal now which looks kind of cool like if we're gonna get to see the mythos of like the dark one and stuff like it's entertaining to see and a part of me kind of like i know about liking problematic relationships i was a spike and buffy fan for buffy the vampire slayer so i know what it's like to love well it was never this bad on buffy this is like kind of some fucked up shit and like i feel like even when he's talking about his past and when he's just kind of like so why when bell asks him so why were you like messing with with hyde and with jekyll and he's like because i was looking for a way to not love you and it's like god damn like oh how romantic what you tell your wife like but i've changed but like i've realized that like it shouldn't be this way like yeah i I want to accept like all sides of myself like that would have been like oh he's trying to change we see something no instead we get uh i was trying to do this and i'm right and someday you're gonna know that you're gonna need me and that's when you're gonna love me again like that's some ah seriously that's also like manipulation, emotional like abuse right there. That's like, hey, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you do, you're always gonna come back to me. And it's mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's so bad. No matter what I do yeah. to you, you're and gonna come like, back. Lila was saying that she likes some of those, you know, pull uh, you know, the pull and push relationships that kind of people will call them toxic just because they don't understand what toxicity in a relationship is also in a fictional one as well because they're always gonna milk it they're always gonna make it extremely toxic and then people are gonna make a big deal out of it it's just like okay it's a show they're gonna do it for dramatic purposes but they're also gonna milk it to where we're just we're just so annoyed with it and unlike priscilla if there's another relationship i guess it's like that i I don't want to say exactly like this, but the Vampire Diaries, I always come back to that. Damon and Elena, they try to keep them apart for like six seasons or like maybe three seasons just because they love each other too much. That's what people consider toxic compared to this where he's actually telling her, he doesn't even tell her like, I love you anymore. He just says, you're going to love me because you have to. Like, that's toxic. That is gross breaking up and going back together but nothing ever changing those are the relationships i don't like i like it when they break up for a good reason but then they change together and then they come together and it's a whole new relationship but what they could have done was like what in the second or third episode where he sends her that tape of the lullaby or the poem for the baby that's good that could have been a step in the right direction because you don't need to be a good father and a good husband. You can be a good father 
and then maybe eventually, you know, you can warm your way up to her. I don't say I want it, but if they were going to, you know, make Rumbell Endgame, that's one way to do it. Show that you can be a good father for you, not for Bell, but for you, because you want to do something different. And then that's how you build relationships, and not just with Bell, but with the people around the town. I mean, he doesn't have to be best friends with Emma and with Hook and with Regina. He can just be neutral, which he was in, like, season, like, three. You can be neutral and then just, you know, work your way up. But if you're going to be in a relationship, treat that person, you know, right. So I hope, I'm so proud of Bell that she just didn't fall for any of his shit. And I didn't feel any pity for him with the words that are coming out of his mouth to her because... Mm-mm. People are saying that she that she was a bitch this episode. I'm like, I know how. I, like, people, this, yeah. this is what you would do. Like, if somebody says like you're gonna need to love me and keeps me like from going outside, like from exploring the world or from like taking care of myself, like mm-hmm. it's ripping all authority from me. It's not treating me as a person. It's treating me as an item, and yeah. I don't want that. And, and that's that difference, right, between wanting and needing. Like, yeah, we need vegetables and fruits, you know, to get the essential nutrients that we need. But we should also want to want them, you know? Like, it's just, I don't understand that. That is not love. Love is wanting to be with that person and wanting to love and the luxury and the privilege of having that, not needing it. That's where it becomes, uh, like, a, it becomes a problem when you become, like, that clingy and needy. You know, like, oh, man, I can't survive without you. I mean, I guess some people see that sentiment as something romantic. Like, you know, I, I need you in my life. I can't live without you. It's like, yeah, you can, but you don't want to. That's the key word that will make that will make them, like, mushy and putty in your hands if you say that. Like, I've lived my life this way. I can do it, but I don't want to because I want you with me. That's all you need. But this guy, like, you need yeah. me. And I'm all like, no, you ain't no vegetable. She don't need you. Oh, gosh. Well, we've got the queen of the once fandom with us yeah. here. It's Go Katie. Katie, Katie <laughs> did you feel bad for Rumple and was Belle a total bitch? No, not at all. I mean, I loved Belle in this episode because she stood up for herself and she wasn't putting up with this crap anymore. She was telling him exactly what needed to be said to him. And, you know, after she had told him I can't remember exactly what she said, but he walked away and I was like, okay, at least he's walking away. And then he turns around and says this crap. And I was like, what the heck? (laughs) Like it would have been fine if he would have just kept walking buddy, but he had to come back and like blow up in her face. Well, I mean, I guess he didn't blow up, but like got really snarky and really, really dark and like very possessive. And well, yeah, you know, you're going to come back to me out of necessity. And then he just leaves. I'm like, that is so emotionally abusive. Like, I, I can't say any more than what has already been said, but it's just, I'm so glad that Belle's finally standing up for herself and she is not accepting his crap anymore. She's not saying, you know, it's okay that you want power more than you want me I guess I'll just have to deal with that she's not putting up with that anymore she's standing up for herself which is important um especially knowing how Rumple can be and so 
I'm glad that we're seeing this side of her. And I mean, if Rumble Rumbell is gonna work out, if they're gonna make it work, they need I don't even know I don't know how at this point. But something major has to be done. Uh and uh, I mean <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's so hard, especially after that last line. That was so rough to hear. And that was just, that was disgusting. It was really, it just made a shiver yeah. go through my body. It was like, what the heck? That's so gross. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely am giving a big, big clap for Belle for standing up for herself and not giving in to him at all. And he needs to like seriously yeah. reevaluate everything. Not- <laughs> so, Katie, I know it's like the middle of October, but you got to start thinking of this kind of stuff early. So, w- will you still be sending Rumple a Christmas card Shh. later on this year? Not as of this point. <laughs> hey, get oh, Okay, <laughs> well, that's good to know. I ain't spreading I- Christmas cheer with him. <laughs> Just a side note for Belle, uh, aside from standing up to uh, Rumple, I think she did a great job in getting the vibe off of Jekyll that something was wrong. I really... And stabbing yeah, him with I, a seashell. I'm really enjoying yeah. that, that, that they're letting her, her, you know, her intelligence and her instinct, you know, take over. Not, not just because she's pregnant and she needs to protect her son, but that does give her a fierceness as well that um, you want to protect, you know... Your child, but I think just this is the type of Belle that we have missed like the past like two seasons. We haven't seen her be like this, and also she's never a damsel in distress. I really like that. I really like that contrast of um, Rumple trying to keep her safe, but in the end, he was the one doing her harm by keeping her in there. And uh, we could see that she can kind of take care of herself. Uh, so, and she has, I think now like a lot of people that are going to probably be helping her out you know emma regina even hook and i feel like i feel like that might come into play too with more with the rumple and uh hook kind of few thing it's like rumple could do nothing to help her but hook ended up saving her life and and his unborn child that's act that's actually kind of a slap in the face to him too it's like that ain't even his kid but he did a better job than you these snap. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's 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 get rid of the toxicity and let's get all happy. Let's every everyone get their uh, juicy red apple and let's head on over to the Storybrook School because it's our first day of school and it snows first day back in a long time as a teacher. And uh, we see her walking through the halls. We see Henry and Violet uh, getting all kissy, which uh, much to the surprise of Grandma Snow. And Snow is uh, introduced to her new assistant, Shireen. And she's looking for room number 20. And she's like, that's my room. And so she introduces herself as her new TA, her teacher's assistant. And... um, Snow is uh, trying to teach a physics lesson to her class, which includes uh, Tom Sawyer, for those that didn't realize that Tom Sawyer was in the class. And uh, after giving them a test on, I guess, physics, she sees that everyone is getting F's and D's. 
and uh, she realizes that the students are struggling, especially since uh, the school and the town are sort of like packed with these untold uh, story people. So Shireen, upon like sharing a story of like the kingdom that she's from and like the princess who, you know, sort of struggling with being a princess and leading and all this kind of stuff, she basically explains to Snow that she needs to embrace her past to inspire these kids and so snow uses her archery skills to teach the students about physics and the students are obviously in awe and uh, they really get uh, a little bit more interested in learning so she wins them over with her confidence and and with her skills and um there's a nice moment at the end of the school day where Snow gives Shireen an apple, basically welcoming her, and, and she even has a little line saying, you know, this is a tradition here with teachers and apples, but uh, I'm very much against of this for personal reasons. And later on that night, Shireen meets up with the Oracle, where they discuss their plans in their search for Aladdin and the Oracle states that Aladdin is here somewhere and uh, the Oracle also reveals to us the viewers that Shireen is Princess Jasmine and before I get everyone's reaction I would like to state that we all still believe and I'm gonna keep on mentioning it whenever we see the Oracle we believe that the Oracle is Jafar boom 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 so let's talk about Snow in school and the introduction of Princess Jasmine. I loved it. I loved it. I liked it a really a lot. I really am so. Katie was like busting at the it. seams to like go first. I love it. <laughs> this is this was the part of the episode that I really did like a lot. Um, I love. I'm I'm very happy that they got Karen David to play Jasmine. She did. I mean, and this wasn't even her as Jasmine as we know it yet. That's going to be next episode. It's Shireen. Yeah. yeah, Shireen. The next episode we can see her as Jasmine for real. But even just in this episode, it was so great. I love her so much, and I'm really, really excited to see her more in this season. Um, but I loved her scenes with Snow. She's she connected with her on, you know, kind of a level that Snow is not aware of at this point because she is also a princess. A princess yeah. to princess level. Yeah, I mean, Snow doesn't even know that she's a princess but um, at this point. But um, she was able to connect with her because of that. Um, and she gave her really great advice that worked out a lot. Um, I liked that so much. I love how we kind of got two princess teachers teaching a class together, which was super cool. Um I like how we kind of we kind of got that we got an explanation for how Snow is different in this role now than she was in the first season um, because she is not the same person that she was in the first season under the curse. She is a, she's a different. She's both people now. We are both. There you go. Uh, yes. But um, I like how we kind of got a hint of that and how. In this this episode, she was able to teach them a lesson by using a skill set 
that she's very good at, and the kids seem to adapt well to that. They're all from the Enchanted Forest, right? They probably see people shooting bows and arrows all the time, so this connected with them really good, or really well. Well, like, if you think about it, does Tom Sawyer know anything about physics? Like, yeah. that boy looked confused <laughs> as Snow was talking. <laughs> was really funny. He was super confused. He looked like It looked me. like probably what Brit. It looked like what, what Brittany probably looks like in class. Not gonna well, lie. Tom Sawyer I- and Huck Finn are real... <laughs> Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn are real stupid kids. Like, yeah. in, the, in the book, you know that. Like, so... Yeah. I like that. Not gonna lie, accurate representation of myself in a classroom. <laughs> Sure. Brittany, solve for X. Dude, I don't even remember. I haven't taken algebra since 2011. Like, <laughs> that was physics. I don't remember anything. Oh, see, I don't even know. That was physics. <laughs> see, see, I don't even know. But um, man, I think uh, I think Snow nailed her her little mini arc in this episode. Uh, Wait, Snow nailed yeah. her? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Um. I'm, That's a whole I'm nother not, show, listeners. I'm not gonna lie, I, I wasn't that interested in her and in, in the little scenes we got, but it was okay because it didn't take up the entire episode, not even half of it. It was just a little small, happy side note that was going on, and I really liked it because what were they gonna do? Just mention last episode that Snow wants to go back to teaching and then we never see it? And I, and I liked it too, that she didn't just go back and everything was okay, like she had to grow as well. Um, it was adorable, it was cute, and Henry and Violet actually being a thing, a little kiss on the cheek, totally cute, totally adorbs, at least he's not in, in, in his room, right, like, all sad and stuff, uh, that's progress. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right, I forgot about that little Oh thing. my gosh. Yeah, that's super I think, cute. I, I like that Henry's, like, I know he was, like, super main character in season one, but I kind of like that he's, that there's not much going on with him, so he's allowed to kind of have the normal life that like uh snow was talking about last episode how she just wants things to be a little normal if not all of it but all they can afford is a little right so i just like that henry he's still a teen um and if they need his help you know he'll help but i like that he's still going to school he's doing his thing it's not like when i would watch other tv shows and it's a high school show and i'm like where are your projects why aren't you doing your homework how did you not fail the midterm you know but it looks like henry's doing fine um and I like that Snow, you know, she she adapted, and then the the all the all the papers that she got that were graded back, I was like, oh look, it's my math class, <laughs> it's my algebra class. Oh, the F. Uh, I'll have you know, I passed it with a B in college because I'm awesome. But um, I just love that she that she was so disappointed, and she was like, what am I doing wrong, you know? And she tries to fix it, and I'm all like, oh look, Rumble, you can learn something from that. <laughs> so, uh, and then and then just Jasmine, uh, I loved it. I already knew, of course, without spoilers, or maybe I didn't know. I don't know, but I it had to be her, of course. The hints were all there, and their friendship was just adorable. It's princesses being best friends. I mean, I love that. That is what we love about Snow White. Even if Emma is the savior and the main character, Snow White is too, and we can't forget that she's. She makes these amazing friendships with all the princesses. It's just, it's so cute, and I like it. And yes, it is Jafar the Oracle. It has to be. Yeah. And if, and if uh, not, I'll be, I will be sad. <laughs> if it's uh, not. I it's already sad, because I'm like, Jasmine, you know better. Yeah. How do you not see this? Like, Jasmine, you in danger, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I love 
that Jasmine helped Snow and that Snow <laughs> figured it out and helped like and kind of like encourage Jasmine in the end. Yeah, yeah like it's just it, it's sweet to see. Like it makes me kind of want to see like remembering like Aurora and Snow and how well they worked together. Like to see Cinderella and Snow again, and or like the other like main like main Disney princesses. But like this, this was lovely. Like. And I liked how Snow kind of had to figure it out for herself how to help other people. Although, how the hell they learn physics from bows, like from bows and arrows and stuff, like it's beyond me. I, I think I kind of ex- ex- understood it more the first time around. She was explaining it, but I'm not from the Enchanted Forest, so yeah. I, I, I thought honestly she was gonna be teaching like literature or something, like not like that or she mentioned at the beginning like have you ever built a birdhouse i'm like oh okay you're gonna yeah, go back arts to, like, and crafts or something yeah and i was and then we got this and i was like okay okay you're challenging her as well i guess i, I don't know it was weird i thought she was just gonna stick to yeah literature like you know she was gonna get stories from everywhere since that's what this show is but uh, maybe they're going to save that for henry because henry's like a book expert and as is bell even though i feel like bill hasn't really been able to help in that aspect but i'm okay with it I, I i don't mind it they broke the spell though right like she can actually go back to the library now yeah right, right? i'm okay, gonna okay. yes yeah, now she's gonna be useful yeah there you go ah <sighs> i don't know like i liked jasmine but again like it wasn't a sort of thing i was surprised at or like something that was interesting to me well, like I- I wanted more from Mary Margaret going back to... Okay, no, I can't say Eminem anymore. Snow going back to teaching. Like, but... Oh, well. At least I got to see Tom Sawyer give, like, real, like, face. Poor Tom Sawyer. That was me. Me for Halloween. That was real life right there. Real life, I never identified with a character as much as I do with Tom Sawyer. Oh my gosh, we need to get you the hat. <laughs> yes, I'll wear it. Yeah. Okay, something that we didn't discuss because of our disgust for the scene with Belle and Rumple is the fact that Jekyll and Hyde are dead. Oh, that's right. What did we think of that? Because, like, I'm just remembering that quote, and I don't remember exactly what it is, but I know Katie has mentioned it in a spoiler uh, section, was the fact that Adam and Eddie said, you know, you know the the who's to say you know that the the villain will last you know for the entire season or he said something to the gist of that they said something to the gist of that and obviously i mean they have done this change this season to where it isn't like half season arc storylines so i guess maybe we shouldn't have thought that we were going to see Jekyll and Hyde up until like episode 9 or 10 and that's when they died they were in a total of six episodes. This is episode four. They were in the two-hour finale, which was composed of two episodes. They died in the fourth episode of this season. That's interesting, that was- I think. I mean, I know that we didn't necessarily fully care for this episode or were fully, you know, given it like A-pluses and whatnot. But I think that's revelatory that they died in the fourth episode. It really, like, it, it shocked me because I was not, I was expecting 
at least maybe one of them to die, but I was not expecting both of them to die. I mean, I understand why they did as far as plot goes, but um, I was not expecting them both to be gone this early at all. Uh, and I mean, I really did like Hyde's character, and I wish we would have been able to have him a little bit longer so we could have seen a little bit more of his character. Um, but I do... I do appreciate that they did something this drastic so soon in the season, so early in the season. Um, and it did move the plot along. I mean, it kind of, it makes me interested to see where the season is going to go simply because they already got rid of two of, well, I mean, I guess, whatever. They already got rid of... Or at least one of the villains. A, a villain. One and a half villains. <laughs> Basically. They already got rid of them, and it's kind of like, wow, well, I wonder kind of where we're going now, because I expected them to be yeah. be here longer. So it's going to be interesting, I think. I wonder... Yeah, because we're left now with the evil queen, and, uh, well, Rumpy yeah. of the Oracle being Jafar, which would mean that someone let Jafar out of the lamp. For those that watched Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Mm, that's true. Unless yeah. this is before? No, uh, this has no, to be wait, after. No, it's, yeah, it has to be after. That's right, because it's yeah. a place during season two. That's right. Huh. I, I hope they address it. I kind of want to know what he was going to make Rumpel do. Like, what was the spell that he was hoping for? Like, when Hyde, when Jekyll died, he's like, and now, Rumpel, I want you to... And he starts to fucking die. Like, wh what was he gonna say? What, is this gonna be important? Like, are Probably we gonna be not. tested on this later? I need to know. <laughs> for for now, though, that death scene was epic. Mm-hmm. That I was actually that. really. That was really really brutal. Like, and that's because there was no. They magic. both had the same blood popping out the mouth. Yeah, and it wasn't any magic. It wasn't anything. Any like even that that lightning thing that he had. It was literally Hook kicking his ass and doing one hell of a kick. Like, and I know we know that Hook didn't mean to kill him. It just it ended up that way. Um, but damn, that was pretty dark. I'm not gonna lie for. For once, it just brutal impale. Like, that is literally uh, a fatality from Mortal Kombat. Like, it's one of the best ones that you can yes! do. Fatality. <laughs> I literally <laughs> so that meme of him impale and just be like, fatality. <laughs> like, seriously, because that was brutal. And there was a lot of blood this episode. Yeah. Because, like, they focused right. on the Within seashell. Somebody dies, yeah. and then by no. the end, two people have been impaled. Well, yeah, even uh, Mary know. when she landed on the ground. Uh, Dear Lord. And see, this is where it, it came in for me as a letdown that Hyde's arc is over. But I guess I understand it too because I can't defend um, like my theory that they were going to last a little bit longer because I don't really know where they could have gone with Hyde because Hyde seemed like his his intentions weren't to take over I mean he 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 said he came in with wanting to take over the town and do all this stuff but then he got captured it's like he didn't really do anything but he did mess with everybody there anyway so in a way he got like a win-win and he didn't really get his hands dirty either it was Jekyll doing the dirty work which I liked as well um 
And then he just kind of dies like that. But I guess it served purpose for the main arc of like Regina and what's going to happen with her. And she's like, well, I'm going to have to die in order to kill the evil queen. But we all know that instead of killing her, she's going to have to accept her. And that's how like the evil queen's going to. That's go what I hope, because now that they threw in this whole thing of like, you have to, you know, you're going to have to die. I feel like that's such a cop out if, you know, she quote unquote dies and they have to bring her back because we've seen yeah, that they I have been able to bring way. people back from the dead. Yeah. That's going to annoy me because, like, I feel like the only way that she can grow as a person is if she accepts the evil yeah. queen. And in, in my opinion, they're probably going to have to accept each other, to be quite no, honest. But it's kind of foreshadowing that based on a spoiler that, like, Robin may be coming back. So, like, if he comes yeah. back and she dies and she self-sacrifices and they're both, like, he's the Orpheus to her Eurydice and kind of, like, leading her out of death into, like, life. You know that, that they they can go this trite, like, shitty way, and I I hope they don't do that. Like, I think I that's a cop-out. That's I, just a... That's a huge cop-out for this yeah, storyline. I think, I think that's a... That they could be kind of leading us that way if that's all we have for spoilers and with what we found out in this episode. But I think it's more of on the lines of maybe she really feels like she needs to die and somehow... We're in that episode away or some somehow we're gonna get like Robin's spirit and or soul or something and he's gonna tell her you know I'm okay like my soul didn't you know it wasn't obliterated like I'm okay and you need to survive like he's gonna help her get the answer she needs yes I'd rather that I think that's what it's gonna be um, rather than him going with her to the afterlife that sounds so yeah because I feel like that would be such a cop-out for the whole storyline Dude, they cannot kill Regina. Like, I don't think... I think she's, like, established herself as a really great character. Um, and she doesn't need to sacrifice herself anymore. I think she's... She's she's already redeemed herself. And now it's just about her accepting who she was in the past and who she is now. And Mm -hmm. knowing that she's become a better person. And, first of all, she's self-aware. There's a lot of people that can be, like... that, That won't recognize, like, yeah, I was a shit person back in the day. But now I'm better. It's like, nah, dude, I, I never did that. I, I've always been this cool or whatever. She's She knows she fucked up and she wants to make it up. So I think she's going to be okay. I think you don't have to worry, Pris. I think we're okay. We're just going to see Robin Hood come back and actually be useful. <laughs> well, there's that. There's the shade. Hey, I love Robin Hood. He was, he was really, I liked his character. I'm just so sad that they didn't utilize him well. So... I hope uh, I hope they do well with him there, and I would really like to see him return and help Regina because at this point in time, it's only Snow that's really helping her out, um, and I think she really needs Robin to 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 like solidify that because they never really got a goodbye either. So this could be really really nice, a really nice reunion, as well as furthering the plot. I like that. Well. The only person that can see inside of her crystal ball to see if that'll happen is Katie. So now it's time for the MVP, the most valuable player. Let's find out which character impressed you the most and why. And of course, we all know the rule. If someone mentions it, you cannot uh, repeat. So we will start off with Priscilla. Um, this uh, this person that that's... <sighs> it's really hard because this whole episode frustrated the shit out of me and I kind of don't want to <laughs> pick any MVP. 
But what I'm gonna go for is the character that was most compelling to me, that I liked seeing most on the screen, and that would probably be Hyde. Like, the <gasps> little twist and turnabout at the end with him being, like, not the bad guy, not the one that killed the one they both loved, or... It gets confusing around that point, but like, it's not Alice. What was her name? Mary. Like Mer- Mary, yes. Yeah, the one who killed Mary. Like, and in a short span of time, I, I, I saw him like have feelings for her. So that's good on the actor. And his death scene was pretty brutal and poignant. Like, and to to be the guy that laughs at Rumpel while he's like choking you out and like controls Rumpel successfully and like wavers past him like that all of these are plus ones like for the actors sorry you died but it was fun while it lasted okay I'm gonna go next and I pick Belle for growing Ah. some balls and uh, finally basically like not I don't want to say finally but at least continuing to let Rumpel have it and for defending herself and defending her baby and uh, for you know basically letting Rumpel have it you know with words and that kind of thing so I apologize if I if I took your MVP, but I had to say it because I couldn't think of anybody else. So that's why I went second. Gosh. So, well, Katie, since you decided to uh, <laughs> to talk, you may go next while uh, while Brittany thinks of a new MVP. Aww. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, since you chose, you guys chose the two. Uh, I'm gonna go with someone completely random and choose. Prince Charming. I'm choosing Charming because, because of the nutmeg. Yeah, that's a great tip, man. <laughs> uh, because I don't even. Oh wait, I shouldn't have chose Charming. I had someone else. Can I retract that, or should I just go with it? <laughs> you can retract it since you don't really have a reason as to why you want to give it to Charming besides nutmeg. <laughs> I was gonna say because he also. Although that breakfast did look so fucking delicious, I'm just saying. It did look really good. But I was also going to say because he stated that while he hated Hook at first, he's happy now that Emma's happy. He's happy with whatever. But a little kiss on the forehead or on the top of her head was so cute. It was adorable. Uh, I'm going to change my answer, though, because I completely, for some reason, even though these were my favorite scenes of the episode forgot about the jasmine and snow scenes so i am going to choose jasmine because she's finally in the episode and it makes me really happy because i love karen david um but also because she really helped and prompted snow and bonded with her on this princess level i guess you could say to show snow that she could still teach she just had to change her tactics a little bit and she encouraged her to do that and it was really great and she's looking for aladdin and she wants she wants her lover she needs to find him so godspeed to her (laughs) all right hopefully that was enough time for you because you're next Brittany. no i don't know no i'm just kidding (laughs) i do um I feel bad that I, I'm not going to pick the one guy that was actually, like, 
part of the flashbacks and in the present, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Hook because of that awesome fatality thing that he had going on there. Oh my like, gosh! <laughs> I mean, but also Hook I guess wins. In in the, in the context of what was going on, I really it, it's small and it's minor, but it was a really big step last episode that you know Emma finally decided you know hey move in with me, and we know how much he's been wanting to be closer to her and be like intimate, not just in a sexy way, but you know emotionally and just just to be around her so much. And I love how he's so excited. He's taking a chest full of his clothes. <laughs> it all fits in there. Like I love that Belle jokes with him. And I really like the relationship between him and Belle now. It's it's really, really cool. And I love how he's just like, if you need anything, here's the shell, you know, call for me. Like, that's really smart. I really like that. And I love how he could totally have just gone with Emma the entire day, but he stays and he ends up being Belle's hero. I mean, not that Belle need, needs one because she did what she had to do, but he was able to, to help her. In the way that she needed to be helped, not the way Rump- uh, Rumple was trying to help her. So I think Hook deserves an MVP for just being himself here and just stepping it up. And not because not to win any glory, but just because that's how much he's changed from season two to season six. Yeah, I like that. Yay. And now it's time to rate the episode from one to ten apples. The point system is allowed, and if you deem this episode worthy of more than 10, you may grant it the golden apple. And we'll start in reverse order. Order. So that means, Brittany, you're up first. Alright, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Um, an 8 for me is like that it's good. A 9 is really good, and a 10 is like almost like perfection, and then yeah. So 8, it was solid, it was good, I was interested, it was not filler. It was definitely the main arc, um, and it, it the story's going to further along, and it was just really good. It could have been a nine, but Hyde died, and that was weird, but it took me off guard, so I counted <laughs> that as a good thing. So yeah, eight out of ten. Katie? Okay, I'm going to give it a six out of ten. <gasps> uh, which, okay, five. The Russian ten. judge. Yep, yep. Call me Simon. <laughs> um, I I liked it, and I definitely liked it. No, Katie, you didn't time. like it. You said you didn't like it during okay. I mean, I, your I initial liked, reaction. I changed her mind. I changed her mind. <sighs> she did, man. <laughs> I, I liked certain aspects. I liked the backstory, and I liked, I especially liked the bell, bell sections and the Jasmine and Snow sections. I just didn't seem to blow very well to me and for some reason I got I was uninterested I don't know why but I mean there were some redeeming qualities about it I loved like I said I loved the Jasmine and Snow scenes I loved the bell and hook scenes and the bell standing up for herself to rumple scenes um and I did like the backstory and seeing Dr. Lidgate um I just wish it would have piqued my interest more for I don't know how they could have done it but for some reason so yeah Okay. I agree with Brittany. I give it an 8. I feel like it wasn't a spectacular episode. It wasn't a horrible episode. I'm not going to go give it a 6 like some people. (laughs) Whatever. I feel like an 8 is is good. So the episode was good, but it wasn't sensational. Uh, I agree it was not filler. It was certainly part of the main plot. 
and we got rid of uh, one and a half villains, and we certainly got a lot of revelations as far as what Regina can and can't do in regards to the Evil Queen. We got the introduction of a new character, which is going to continue on this interesting arc with the Oracle slash Javar. So I think it, it was a solid, decent episode, and it gets eight apples from me. So Priscilla, where do you fall in the rating game? Oh, I am so sorry for this. Like <laughs> She gives um, it like a two. She's the even more Russian judge. <laughs> I, I, I'm always like the Russian judge, but this... God, like, I was gonna give another episode before this a five, and then Brittany, like, edged it up for me, so it's a six. She didn't do that this episode for me. Like, I, like, Brittany, you were I, not a good fluffer this episode. Damn. But you fluffed half, Katie good. It's, like, half Jekyll, half Hyde in the terms that one's half good, one's, not like, half bad. I, like, I loved the flashback scenes. I loved seeing, like, tie-ins to... Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, but I didn't give a crap about, like, I don't know, the the rumple scenes just made my, like, t- like, oh, they made my teeth hurt. That Like, they're so, like, it's so on edge with the bitterness and the sourness. Like, it's just awful to watch. It, it, like it, it left a bad taste in your mouth. I totally get that. And not to mention, like, I, I that. I think I probably would have given it a six, but Jeffrey like kind of hit the nail on the head with the fact that I, the, the writers have put themselves in a rut. Not only is it repetition of Rumpel's like character, but it's actually worse with "You're gonna need me to love you." So I like I really don't see how they're gonna fix this. And the Jasmine stuff was like easy for me to like to see how like they introduced her. The only good thing about that that moment was Tom Sawyer. So like. Eh, five. Five apples. So, Katie, I think it's time for some spoilers, don't you think? Yes, it is. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into the spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash forward slash Storybrooke Weekly Mirror. And you can also visit my site at storybrookemirror.tumblr.com. We have we always have all of the updated spoilers and press releases and everything exciting that comes out regarding that. Yay. Listeners, um, Katie is our version of the Oracle. Yes. Although she's not a creeper <laughs> hiding in the woods. I'm not actually Jafar. <laughs> oh, get that too. Uh... Okay, so we got a title episode, um, or an episode title. That makes more sense, yes. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. We got a new episode title, and this is the 10th episode. So if we're going according to what Adam said, this would be the last one before Christmas break, at least. Um, This one is titled, Wish You Were Here, and it was written by... Eddie and Adam. So even if we don't get like the regular three month long hiatus, this would be like our mid season break, I guess, technically, kind of. Um, So maybe a big episode, I guess we'll see. Um, When when they're written by 
Eddie and Adam, they typically tend to be bigger episodes. So I guess we'll see what happens there. Wish you were um, here. Maybe they go. Yeah. They all go out on vacation. Hey, maybe. Could be. Um, as far as new, or not really new, returning cast members, we did get some news. Um, August is going to be returning. Um, I, we don't know for sure if it's going to be for like just one episode or more. Um, though everyone's leaning towards just being for one episode. Um, Ian Bailey will be reprising his role and will be especially helpful to Emma. Um, and he will be back in the first batch of episodes. And according to his Twitter, he starts filming at the end of this month. So that's either going to be like the ninth or 10th episode um, that he'll be back. And this is what they said. They said about his return, as a resident of Storybrooke and a close friend of Emma's, every now and then you need to call him Pinocchio to save the day. So he's going to be back, which is exciting. I really like August a lot. He was one of my favorite characters in the first season. So it's going to be kind of nice to have him back again. Yeah, maybe we'll see Marco. Hey, maybe. <laughs> um, there was a hot seat done again, which is done by EW. Um, those are the, those are the, uh, articles where they ask, um, they ask people on Twitter to ask questions, and then she asks the question to Adam and Eddie, and they have to reply yes, no, or can't say. And as we all know, can't say is typically yes, Sometimes it's not, but it's typically yeah, yes. Yeah, I know, like the Dracula one. <laughs> yeah, that that was not. That fucked up my <laughs> life, Brittany. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of bitter about that one. It was so stupid because it was so random. Yeah. It's supposed to mean something, but it didn't. Ugh, so annoying. Um, especially because it was so random. It was like random question. I know. It was like, is Dracula gonna be on? Can't say. Like, what the heck? That's random. <laughs> so you think that it's going to be like a yes, but it didn't happen. We're bitter about it. Whatever. Um, okay, so the first question I was asked was, will the main cast venture to the Enchanted Forest in present day this season? Adam said, can't say. So, I don't know. That I means yes. It, basically, it pretty much means yes, which makes me really excited because I'm trying to think. Have we seen them in present day Fairytale Land in a while? It's been a while. It has been a while. So that'll be really exciting. Um, another question asked that was really interesting to me, and it's something that I've wanted for a while, was will we ever learn what would have happened if the first curse never happened? Adam said interesting, and Eddie said can't say. So, you know, it's a third possibility that it won't be happening. But it's something that I've always been curious about. Um, like, what would have happened if the first curse never happened? Would Emma have grown up with her parents? Would the evil queen have succeeded in another way? Um, I think that's really interesting. Maybe they won't ever show us, but I think it would be kind of a cool episode to see. Mm -hmm. The only way that I could see them doing that is either with a dream sequence or if they do like a one-off episode where Alternate some spell, yeah. yeah, where like mm -hmm. some spell, kind of like how 
they did that whole thing, you know, where the, with the book, and the book was, you know, heroes and villains and that kind of thing. They'd have to do, it'd have to be like a one-off, either two-hour special or hour episode where mm-hmm. some spell or something makes the first curse undone and they have to, like, undo this new curse or something like that. I don't know. Someone has yeah. to realize this isn't the real timeline. We have to undo all this. Basically. Basically. Uh, Call so it Barry we'll from The Flash. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. Um, moving along, another question asked was, will we learn who Hook's mother is this season? Adam said, can't say. So... I guess maybe we will be seeing her. It's Cora. Um, oh, Lord, please. Please, God, no. <laughs> um, Granny. Oh, my gosh. We're moving on to another question before you get weird. <laughs> Too late. Weirder. Granny. Get weird with Granny. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay. Will Snow get an untold story? Adam said, yes, we're going to see a new chapter from her past. So I don't know if maybe that, if, no, I guess maybe that doesn't, because I know Charming's getting some more, Um, but I don't know if maybe Snow is in on that backstory or if she has a separate one entirely. Adam Um, and Eddie, if you're listening, and I know you are, the untold story from Snow's past that I need to know is when the Huntsman left her in the forest with the whistle. What does that whistle do? Thank you. Because <laughs> the whistle was supposed to call someone to help. We never found out what happened next. Well, so. I assumed... Oh, that's right. That was at the very end, wasn't it? That was at the end of the Huntsman's storyline. Yeah. <gasps> Dang it. Why did you have to... Oh. I apologize. Now I, like, you screwed your brain up. Jeez. Thank you. <laughs> Adam and Eddie, finish that. That's an untold story. Give it to Let's us. get on with it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. Um. I will submit that as wow. a hot seat question. I, I screwed up at Katie's you. life right now. I apologize. You did. You really did screw up my life. Since Regina could not destroy the evil queen, does that mean she can't be killed? Adam said that's a great question and one we explore. Someone asked, does the evil queen have anyone else's heart? Eddie said, can't say. Um, someone asked, will we see the evil queen pretend to be a fake Regina at any point this season? Eddie said, can't say. So there, we got two yeses for those questions. We assume that during the season finale. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> um, another question was, will we get to see more backstory on the history of Rumpel and Regina's relationship? Adam said yes. Does the Evil Queen have an agenda in regards to Zelina? Adam said yes. Um, here's one that should clear up anything for anyone who's doubting. Someone asked, can we trust Morpheus's claims that he is Rumpel and Belle's child? Eddie said yes. So he, for sure, is their child. Well, I think um, that's a weirdly worded question. Because I feel like that wasn't Morpheus, per se. Well, yeah. Because, it, because the child explained, you sprinkled it 
on you know you sprinkled it all over her body and so you sprinkled it over my over the belly portion where i'm at and so i pretended to be morpheus and this is my dream world which i control that's true so yeah i don't think he's necessarily morpheus but that's that that person that is character their son. yeah yeah so i guess we'll see um someone asked has jasmine been in storybrooke since the dark curse adam said no they asked, does the Jafar scene with Aladdin, the one we saw in the premiere, predate Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Eddie says it way predates it because Jafar ends up in a bottle in Wonderland. Adam said predates and remains canon. So hopefully, I mean, it looks like they will be sticking to the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland canon by having Jafar in the bottle up until this point that we see him again. Um, possibly. So that'll be interesting. Um, can we expect any connections this season to Once Upon a Time in Wonderland? Adam said, yeah, in the sense that we try to honor that story and stay constant with it. We're not picking up directly a lot of those threads. We do hope to get to the Will and, and Anna story. Okay, this was interesting to me. Someone asked, is there more than one key to the land of untold stories? Eddie said, yes. Then someone asked, will the key maker be revealed? Adam said, can't say. So, hopefully. It's, <laughs> it's Disney. It's, it's, it's one of it's the authors. It's Disney again, for sure. <laughs> um, someone asked, is there going to be an engagement this season? Adam said, can't say. And then kind of another thing that's always asked as well is, any chance for a time jump this season? Eddie said, can't say. What the fuck are these answers? <laughs> if, if, the, if, if, if there's an engagement for Captain Salt, I hope there's a time jump for them because it's kind of weird to go from moving in with someone and like straight away, like an engagement. It would be very yeah. like odd. Well, I mean, we're barely on episode four and he still didn't even move in the house. He was barely packing. Um, he was very busy harpooning someone. <laughs> yeah, that no, takes saying, time. Look, Come on. look at how much they're trying to milk it. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, I Kate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last question said, "Are you writing this as the final season?" Eddie said, "No." So straight out answer for that. Whether it is the final season in regards to ratings or not is yet to be revealed. I'm assuming not, just because. I mean, I don't want to assume anything for sure, but just because I feel like for a show like this, they need to announce way ahead of time if it's going to be the final mm -hmm. season or the writers would have to acknowledge that this probably is going to be the final season and then start advertising it as such. Um, but I mean, it's kind of encouraging that they are not writing this as the final season. So hopefully we get at least one more season out of this. I'm crossing my fingers. Um... So, Lana Priya did a bunch of um, interviews with different um, news sites. And um, there were kind of a lot of worded, they were worded a lot the same way. Um, but one of, the, one of the things that she said throughout all of them was, the biggest lesson Regina has to learn right now 
is that she can't get rid of her darkness. She has to learn to accept it. Um, Lana Priya said that reading through the scripts and the characters, um, she she really the the line "We are both" sticks in her mind. Regina has to like really accept that that uh, mantra, I guess you could say. Um, another question that's asked that was asked throughout all of them um, was how is this going, how is it going to work with Regina and Robin Hood now that he's coming back? Like, what's going to be happening with that? Um, she was saying that, and then she said that she has absolutely no idea because as of now, she has not read or heard from the, the creators how Robin Hood is returning and what his purpose is. Um, so I guess we will find out. Um, but kind of in that same vein, um, EW did one of their spoiler room sections and someone asked, um, you know, what's going on with Robin Hood? What's going on with that story? And they said the return of Robin Hood isn't just in flashbacks, according to the creators. It's multiple episodes. It's not just a flashback, but it's not necessarily what you expect. How he integrates into the story, we want to keep a surprise and unexpected. It's an important part of the main story once it happens. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But it doesn't seem like he's coming back at least until episode 10 if Lana Priya hasn't read in any scripts yet. Well, I mean, I guess, okay, I'm trying to think of how far ahead they read scripts, but I'm assuming they're filming, like, the ninth episode right now, so she's probably read right up to episode 10, and he's still not back at that point. So I guess, I guess he'll be back a little bit later. So we'll see. Um, that's it for spoilers, but we do have the press release for the next episode, for next week's episode. It's titled Street Rats, if you didn't remember, and it was written by Eddie and Adam. So this should be a good episode. Um, here's what the press release reads. In a flashback to Agrabah, Princess Jasmine recruits Aladdin to help her recover a secret weapon capable of breaking Jafar's hold on the Sultan and saving the city from ruin. Their quest takes them to the Cave of Wonders, where Aladdin's fate is revealed. In Storybrook, the evil queen tricks Hook and the Charmings and forces Emma to reveal her secret in an effort to divide the family. While the evil queen pampers Lena elsewhere in town, Regina and our heroes scramble to learn what became of Aladdin. Oh, so. thank God! We're, get, we're, we're getting closure with that fucking right. storyline! <laughs> and people are gonna know. Oh, thank goodness. I'm so excited. You know, it, the evil queen is useful for something because, like, <laughs> this, this is being revealed. This is necessary yes. information. I'm super excited that it's finally going to be out. The secret's finally going to be out, and they're going to deal with it. I'm, it's going to be great. Thank you, Eve Queen, for doing something of mm-hmm. worth. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and Goldilocks is in the episode. Yes, I was just about to say that Goldilocks is back, which is it's like this is the back. Week. Such a super Goldilocks. That's really random. Oh, wait, I lied. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. I'm, wow. You're thinking of Rapunzel? Reason, no, I was thinking, um, Bo Peep. For some reason. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was thinking, I was, Yes, the same person. Yeah, no. Uh, sorry, Goldilocks is here. Which is exciting. 
I don't. This seems like the most random episode to have her in. This is really. Well, I'm assuming she's just a student at the school. She's gonna have like lots of really curly blonde hair. Love triangle with Henry and Violet. Oh there you God. go. <laughs> as long as they're age oh appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> the Oracle is back as well, so maybe we'll get some backstory on that shady, shady girl. Pretty sure she's Jafar. Um, but yeah, that's it for the press release. The stills for the episode are out as well. There's a lot of really interesting stills. Um, you'll definitely want to check those out. Um, and then that's it for spoilers, but we did get ratings, and the ratings did go... D if Okay, last week's ratings came out initially at a 1.3, and then they, in the adjusted overnight ratings, they went down to 1.2, which isn't that bad. Um, this week went down a tenth from last week's adjusted ratings to 1.1 in the demographics. Um, they also went down in the millions of viewers to 3.48 million viewers. But it was still ABC's highest rated drama on Sunday night. So Yay. keep watching live if you can. I'm hoping next week with Aladdin finally on, I'm hoping they'll ramp up promotion or something and more people will turn in. I feel like they in. have they have been. They've been showing right after the episode that yeah. in two weeks, in two weeks, Aladdin and uh, mm -hmm. so they're they're doing, I think, pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, they definitely and I mean They've never done that before, saying, you know, giving you future episodes of what's going to happen in the future um, in the promos. So they were definitely trying to get promotion up a lot with the promos, which I think helped. So hopefully we will see a bigger turnout for next week. I like it. So on that note, join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr. StorybrookeWeeklyMirror.tumblr.com Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at PoppyChulaRadio.com Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy thanks announcer co-hosts please wish the listeners a good night good night guys good night good night Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chula Radio archives. New episodes stream via poppychularadio.com every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Good night. Mm -hmm.